You know, I think I, I feel like I need to change that intro because um, our last our last graphic is Daniel Jones when it really should be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no, like, no, no, no. There's like, no. There's like this is zero, not the Aaron Rodgers show. There's okay? zero, it like, might be in the NFL season, but it's not on this show. This is the blue versus green show. Blue. I, mean, being I, feel, like, I feel like it's Aaron Rodgers needs to be represented in that video. I think I'm going to have to re redo that video somehow. Easier for a temporary little short stint. You know, you know three what? Three is. He's going to be here for three change years. Change it if you guys win a Super Bowl. How about that? Oh, no, I should just change if it we now. Would, if, if, if we would have <laughs> right, then the entire intro should be Aaron Rodgers. I think. Oh, God. No way. Please, God. The, the entire <laughs> intro should be the Jets. It'll be the blue versus green show, but like we'll just tint the Jet players in blue to give you a little bit of respect, but no giant players in that oh, intro. Oh, God. That's terrible. All right. Let's go ahead and get started, guys. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. This is as you just heard. This is the blue versus green show, and we are in preseason mode. Um, it's been a while since all three of us have been uh, on, on, on the screen and on the mics together, so it's been kind of awesome to kind of get the show started and bring all the hot stuff that's going on, stuff that we've been waiting to talk about. I'm sure that you guys have all been like dying to kind of get into it. Uh, we're kind of all chomping at the beat the bit for uh, football season to get started. Um, yeah, this is and, where our uh, season begins, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is where this is especially especially for us, and we'll get into why especially for us. Uh, but before we do, don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Um, you know, getting that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and get in. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, you know the Hall of Fame game preseason stuff that's been going on, the Jets drive and hard knocks. Um, you know, some interesting bits about who's the one really coaching and who's in the lead. Some uh, cool stuff on the uh, Jets with uh, Sauce and Gardner. Um, and 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 what's going right and what's going wrong for uh, both the Jets and the Giants. So, um, but without further ado, why don't we go ahead and get started with the Jets. Let's go ahead and get started with the uh, with Jets Drive, Hard Knocks, Hall of Fame. What do you guys think of, of, uh, of everything so far? Well, like like everything else, Jets, even like the intro to this podcast right now, uh, Hard Knocks was all Aaron Rodgers, all A-Rod, just wall-to-wall coverage on A-Rod pretty much. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing right now because as Jets fans, we're still trying to get to know A-Rod. We, we have complicated relationships. I think many of us Jets fans, I think any fan really, from any team just about has a complicated relationship maybe with A-Rod. Yeah. Maybe I'm speaking for you know, a little too general. But yeah, it, it was wall-to-wall coverage. And what Jets drive was, as always, a little more balanced. And um, as always, f- freaking awesome content. A lot of great stuff uh, on the young players. Definitely some coverage on A-Rod there too, but uh, it was fun. I don't know, what, what did you guys think about those two programs this week well i I think for one jets drive and and hard knocks they're very two separate and distinct shows which is interesting because we're still covering the same team right but they're taking different angles clearly at least for the first episode you know the first episode on one jets drive yes they did touch upon aaron Rodgers, maybe not as much as hard knocks did but they were really focused on training camp you know the process of getting into the into the camp um, you know, kind of like the things that the players are going through. They focused a lot on the personal right. side of the players, whereas Hard Knocks really, really went hard with uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, and good, bad, or indifferent, 
um, you can see that there is clearly a production value difference between the two shows as good as one Jets Drive is and it's Grammy nominated, you know, Emmy nominated and whatnot. Um, you can you can see the production value in Hard Knocks clearly because, you know, they're bringing in um, Liev Schreiber as, as he announces uh, the, the voice of God as Aaron Rodgers says and there's just a, a different um, vibe to Hard Knocks but I think both shows are compelling nonetheless because they're they're coming from different sides um, I do like the fact that One Jets Drive comes out first on Monday before Hard Knocks does because it gives the Jets a little you know kind of head heads up before the main the main show so um but i i think they're very very good in, in both aspects um isn't lee of the voice of hard knocks yes yes right 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 yes, so, yes. which i think that like you know i could you know i could listen to him narrating football forever i think he was awesome he was funny um he obviously yeah, he was knowledgeable he's a real football fan it seems like so um did not know that he played football in high school, so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, what takeaways did you guys get from like either of the shows? Um, I, I've only seen Hard Knocks, I thought it was really cool. I do obviously know that they're trying to sell this product, um, they're trying to sell some controversy, which I feel like they're stewing in this mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, you know, um, and and so. Well, talking about that, um, the controversy I'm talking yeah. about is like within the coaches, you know, it's funny because, you know, if you if you look at the surface of the episode, I feel like, oh, man, it's like everything is going great for the Jets. There's nothing wrong. There's great team chemistry. Everybody likes Aaron. Aaron likes everybody. You know, it's almost like HBO went in there is like, all right, this is this feels too good. What controversy can we stir up? And, and I think that, uh, you know. Um, speaking specifically on the Hall of Fame game, there was uh, some instances where we see Aaron Rodgers kind of coaching into the mic for um, uh, Zach Wilson, trying to give him some tips. Uh, and we see Zach, I mean, uh, we see uh, Sala just kind of almost like goofing around. And clearly mm-hmm. that was a production decision. Um, I highly doubt that for a two-hour Hall of Fame game that Rob Sala made no coaching attempts. Uh, they just chose not to show it, so... Well, yeah. it, they, they they did mention very very briefly that um, you know Aaron Rodgers was not going to be calling plays, and that that was kind of like a throwaway line at the very very beginning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Um, you know, especially with, they made a, a big deal of the Malik Taylor 57 yard pass that Zach Zach Wilson threw in that Hall of Fame game, where you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers before the play was saying Zach, Zach, go to Taylor, go to Taylor, go to Taylor, and then the play happened, yeah. and and so it gives the impression that, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is in full control of this team, which we we all know, you know, in in general terms that he's not. You know, he may be providing his input here, um, which is fine because hey, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. You if you don't take his input, you don't take his advice, then what the hell are you doing, right? Right. But it, it is kind of disingenuous for HBO to kind of present it that way because while it presents Aaron in the in a really, really good light, 
it takes away from Salah's job. And I hate to say it, but Salah's, Salah has really been a, doing a good job in terms of coaching up these players. I mean, just that first speech alone with the crow, yeah, that yeah. got me ready and fired up to one run through a wall for him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm not lying, man. That speech and that speech was actually kind of like the perfect speech because of everything that's going on, man. I wonder if he even had like a speechwriter because that speech encapsulates everything that's going on. Everything where like all the people that are chirping at the Jets, all the you know, even the fact that they got hard knocks when it seemed like they really didn't want to have the distraction of hard knocks. Right. All that speech was like, hey, everything that you're hearing, you know, they're gonna fall by the wayside as long as we keep rising high. You know, right. so. So focus on you, do you, what's next, you know, keep flying high and everything else is just going to fall by the wayside. It's like what Salah always says, keep the main thing, the main thing. That's always his mantra. That's always been his thing since he got here. And I think that that speech was kind of just reinforcing that fact to the, to not only the existing players that were there, but the new players that are coming in. It's basically let the main thing be the main thing, you know? Now, real quick, I do have so it, it this just kind of popped into my head, and Jose, I'm wondering like what what, what you think of this. But now that now that I'm kind of like taking a little bit of stock and taking a look back mentally on uh, what I saw from like that whole coaching stuff, there is a little bit of um, it almost felt like Aaron was trying to get away with uh, something. Like I'm just trying to picture like when he was saying like to Zach, you know, like, hey, throw it to Malik. It, it, it looked like he was saying really under his breath, like almost like trying to not get caught. It's just like Malik, Malik, Malik. And I wonder if there's a little bit of uh, undermining because we don't know what the play was actually called. We don't know if Salah had said, I want you to target this person. And then Aaron Rodgers in the back behind the scenes is like, hey, I want you to target this other guy instead you know is there a little bit of undermining going on there or is it really just you know um you know what we what, what, what we think we saw which is just production value i think um it's effective editing by hbo it's exactly what you said it's it's hbo trying to maybe not necessarily stir up controversy controversy but create some some confusion in the narrative early on create something that that some hook in the narrative maybe between Aaron Rodgers and Salah as the coaches of the Jets because I, I think that's pretty normal at this point in the preseason right that's why you got Aaron Rodgers you got Aaron Rodgers right. to give Zach Wilson tips to tell him like you know some of the things that you saw in, the, in this were just like how to do a drop back and lean on on your leg in a certain way so that you can you can leap out into a scramble if you need to something that Aaron Rodgers was teaching yeah. all the Jets quarterbacks these little things, right? Um, I mean, I think it's clear from this that Aaron Rodgers might want a career in in coaching in the future. At least to me, he seems to enjoy it. He looks um, like he looks like he, yeah. he looks he like he, he looks like a coach. He looks yeah, like yeah. a coach. Yeah, I think mannerisms be, and everything. He he had that that coach look to him. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he seems to enjoy engaging with the with the young players. I think he. He, I don't know what his relationship was like with his young players in Green Bay. It was probably soured by his relationship with management there. Um, I, I again, I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking in a little bit ignorantly with that. But so, go ahead. Yep. Let me let me ask you a question. Just just to turn and and pivot on you know Aaron Rodgers coaching, right? Um, he he had the look. He had he had that presence walking around with the headset. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, the the folded hands, the, the hands right. on the hips and all that stuff. He looked like a coach. But what what is the what is the thing that we've always heard about when it comes to coaching and exemplary Hall of Fame legendary players? They never translate, right? You look you look at yeah. guys like mm-hmm. you know that that try to make that leap, but they don't have um the what's 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 call it? They don't have the patience, I guess. They don't their their standard is so much higher than everybody else. Um, do, do you think that that changes with Aaron? Because his mannerisms, I gotta tell you, you know, I, I we did an up ep- I did an episode where I was lamenting the fact that the Jets didn't get car, right? And now I look like a fool for doing that because you, you look at all the things that I was worried about with Aaron Rodgers, right, coming in as a Jets quarterback, and he's dispelled as of this point everything that I was worried about. So, you know, uh, okay. I, I just so, wanted to put that out there. But, you know, is Aaron going to be a really good coach or is this just, again, good editing by oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I just, for some reason, it just popped into my head. Look, you know what I mean? You know, it's it's hard to say. I mean, he does he have a, a pretty solid relationship with his players um, in New York so far? It seems that that's the, that's the case. But again, speaking from ignorance, if he he didn't have that great of a relationship with some of his younger players in Green Bay, and I know that some some of them you know developed over the the last year, he you know he developed a relationship with some receivers like Lazard and things like that. Right. But if he if he's the type of person, and this is this is a character thing, maybe that can't separate the the issues he's having with certain compartmentalized aspects of the team, management, whoever, with his relationship with certain players, the rest of his players in this case, on Green Bay last year, again, speaking from ignorance. But if that's the case, then he won't be a good coach. But if I'm speaking from ignorance, like I said, and that was not the case, then so far he looks really solid. He, he's got a great rapport with all the players. Uh, he's young enough still at this point and will be young enough when he retires probably to – to have that connection with younger players. He's made sauce is one of his best friends, it seems on the team so far. And he's like 18, 19 years older than he is. Right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he gave Zach a good tip there, right? He, he saw something in the defense. He saw something with his own players and he gave him a solid tip. Uh, I think he might start maybe as a quarterback's coach. If I were him, that would be a, start, a great place to start. Yeah. It might be too small for Aaron Rodgers. And if so, he would probably want to be an offensive coordinator. I would, I would, I would see him going into offensive coordinator and stuff. Yeah, um, I could because I can see him like as an offensive coordinator, he can still kind of, you know, learn the ropes of being head coach by kind of influencing the quarterback coach, the defensive coordinator, the head coach himself of whatever team he is, you know, the offensive coordinator for until he's ready to take on that head coaching. Um, position and job and stuff. I think that like he would never take like a lower position. But that being said, you know, like there's also something to be said about the fact that this is still just like just like preseason that was just episode one. This is just the very beginning. This is very, very little information to kind of go on, um, which which we don't have much of. So it's hard for us to well, second, sure. But 
it's still hard for us to kind of judge anything, right? Because we also don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to play. We don't know how much that thumb is healed up. We don't know how bad the calf might actually be. Who knows? This might really go down like a typical Jets season where the greatest thing to ever happen to the Jets might fall hard. There he is. What? There he is. <laughs> what? It, only, it, only took, it only took 16 there's, minutes of the episode for the giant fan to start bashing the Jets. I'm not. All right. I'm not hey, bashing hey. the Jets. I'm not, who said I'm bashing the Jets? I'm talking about reality. Oh, you're already, you're well, already let's, throwing in the negativity. Let's, of the, let's talk of the about season. how, it's not how negative things are going right. so far. Let's talk about, no, listen, listen to me. Listen. Let's talk about episode listen, one Linda, for our Linda, team. You're not listening. Linda, listen. Linda, <laughs> Linda, Linda listen. No, let's talk about episode one for both of our teams and how the they're truth, doing right? so far. We still haven't seen anything from Aaron Rodgers for us to say that, like, hey, this is going to be, you know, our season. You know, I look at, I mentioned to you, Walt, I, and I look at, you know, the Mets and every single move that the Mets did in the offseason, it was like, oh, man, this is like, you know, World Series of Bust this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to we're going to make it at least to the postseason. This is like Nobody the most detrimental the season the Mets have ever had, I think. I, I, I will say this. Nobody to that says point, about the Mets. And nobody it, says that about the Yankees right now either. But yeah, I know. Go ahead, but, Walter. But yeah, I, but I the Yankees, no, no, sorry to interrupt, but like the Yankees didn't spend $500 billion or billion, $500 million, get all the stars from every other team, like put all their chips in in order to win this year. Yeah, but that's that's exactly nice. the Jets. The Jets are doing that themselves. Okay, let's talk about it, right? Go ahead, Walter. Go ahead. But, but here's the thing, and you know, th- this is the one thing that I lament that I couldn't make a training camp this year. Mm-hmm. But from all accounts, you know, the 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 notion that Aaron Rodgers is washed up just based on training camp, everybody everybody sees a complete and total difference in the way training camp is being run. You know how the quarterbacks are playing and stuff like that. You know there there is a, so. You know, yeah, you can say you can say that about anything. You know what I'm saying? That oh, we haven't seen him, but you know what? I've seen enough in training camp, and this guy is not a rookie, he's a pro, he's been in the league right. for 19 years, right? He knows how to handle himself, he knows how to where to push himself, where not to. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna be fine. You know, the, the thumb is the thumb is not has not been an issue at all at training camp whatsoever, and you know. You're throwing the ball. You're holding the ball. So there's no issue there. The calf was quick here and there. He's back to do- norm- running normal drills. So I, I don't see where, you know, where we're yeah. looking at to try and find the thing that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm hoping he- that that it's all like a lot of short-term stuff because and- with the injury, he, he didn't really get warmed up as much as most players really right. play in the offseason. And, and right. the other, the other I'm thing I'm not trying I to make say. something out of nothing. I'm, all I'm saying no, no. Is, is, again, just like preseason is, everything is still brand new and fresh. We still, I still have not seen enough. Now, sure, like training camp is one well, thing. Yeah, but- you're watching Giants training camp. We're watching Jets training camp, and we've seen yeah. some stuff. We've seen right, but I've seen him throw some dimes across the field. We've seen is him it, develop it, a relationship okay, like, with Garrett you know, Wilson. Like, okay, this is the already. Season. It's okay. Well, you guys are good to go. Like, hey, well, like this. Let, is it. Let's break like, down the evidence. Let us break down the evidence. Devontae Adams is tweeting about about Garrett Wilson and and Aaron Rodgers already. What did he say? Like these two about to go off or something like that in his tweet. Okay, because of some okay. of the stuff that he's seen from training camp. And, you know, he knows Aaron Rodgers pretty well. I'm sure you know they have some conversations. Again, it's it's probably a lot of good editing too. There's a lot of great stuff that you get to see in hard knocks and 
uh, in one Jets drive. A lot of a lot of great stuff you see from Aaron in training camp. Which well, again, look, I wasn't, still, I wasn't totally trying different, right? to bash the Jets in any way. I was just trying to say that it's I don't, still early I don't think and we still haven't seen enough. Me I'm just giving you the but what, one thing that we have seen, one thing that we have seen is a cool little, I don't know if you want to call it a rivalry. Maybe it's a rivalry, but I would say it's a really good like team up between Sauce and Wilson. Okay, It's a friendly, friendly Sauce, rivalry. Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. I think that this is like the best duo to, to, to be on field because obviously they're teammates, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, they're never going to face each other. They're not playing for each other's position. They're not facing each other ever in an actual game. So there's there's no, I don't think that there will ever be like kind of like a, uh, a, 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 a real rivalry, but what we're going to see is almost kind of like a Goku and Vegeta kind of mechanism here <laughs> where each one's going to force the other one to evolve and constantly evolve because They're always leveling you know, up we should tweet that at sauce and, and garrett wilson and see what they think of that I mean, relationship think about it right like this is like you know, if, if, if sauce has his best opponent on the field during practice every single day then you know like how like how can how can they not make each other better and um, high, yeah. i think that this is kind of like you know probably the best story to look at uh, coming out of that first episode of Hard Knocks. That, that was, uh, yeah, that was a highlight of that episode a little bit, right? When they stepped away from Aaron Rodgers for a couple of seconds and highlighted the. That's been a highlight of a lot of Jets. Right, right, right. The Jet, mm-hmm. the Jets YouTube channel, a little bit of Hard Knocks highlighting the relationship between the two of them. That's that's building, and they talk about it, right? They're going to make each other better. It's steel sharpening steel. At this point, they're two of the best young players in the league on either side of the ball playing playing directly against each other right exactly. each other with every play and and like they said you know sometimes one beats the other and and you know they they're just going to get so much better i think by playing at each other playing against each other in training camp week in and week out playing with Aaron Rodgers um and i think it's going to make the players around them better i think it's it's really something that's exciting to see when it comes to sauce versus garrett wilson right now on the jets one of the great things is coming out of training camp yeah it's true and and one of the coaches also mentioned i forget which one it was whether it was defensive line or defensive the linebackers coach right but he he was basically saying you know what that's our quarterback you know that's a quarter that's a that's a throw that you know only a few quarterbacks can make in this league He's making it against us in practice. We can we can work on that. So you know that just it's just like you said. It's steel sharpening steel, right? Was it across Um, the field, back shoulder? Yeah. uh, He said, "No, no. Basically, nobody on earth can make that except our quarterback." And yeah, exactly. exactly. Those kinds of things are going to make us better. So I I just shudder at what this defense is going to look like, and I, I think we should start talking about the preseason games at this point because. I really do want to talk about how, you know, our, our teams are progressing or how we believe our teams are progressing so far in terms of the youngsters and, and the guys that are trying to make this team and whatnot. So um, uh, you guys want to start with the Hall of Fame game? Harder. Who should who, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna go first? I mean, we were just talking about the Jets, Giants, uh, the Jets uh, uh, with Sauce and, and, and Garrett. Um, I was going to say. They did the not start i believe i didn't actually see the uh the jets pre-game preseason game no they um, haven't yet we didn't see them but what did we see on the uh on the field in that first game we saw a little bit of zach wilson 
Yeah, Zach Wilson Very played little. two series. Wow. He played two series. Um, one of them, you know, ended prematurely because uh, he slipped as he was trying to go for a first down. But believe it or not, that that play where he did not make that first down speaks volumes to his, um, you know, the the, the coaching up of of, progress. Of, of Zach Wilson by Aaron Rodgers. The progress because you know. He 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 took the reads in that one, and then he decided to run. And that's okay. that's I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing from him is that there's a little bit more confidence in Zach. Um, you saw it in the first game. You started to see a little bit of it in the second game, but we'll, we'll let's just focus on the first game. Um, the first game. This is going to be a uh, kind of like a running theme for the Jets here. That defensive line, man. That defensive line is going to be beast this year. You know, I mean, yes, second it's a and third game is is evil. Imagine exactly. what it's going to look like in a game. And and I think I did mention this when we were we were discussing the Will McDonald pick, Will McDonald pick um, in the draft. But this is a Jets defense that's going to come at you, especially with that line in waves, and you're never going to be able to kind of like breathe from that because you know. You're you're bringing in a starting lineup conceivably of uh, you know Carl Lawson, uh, Al Woods, um, Quinnen Williams, and maybe Jermaine Johnson. And then after that, when they get tired, you're throwing in a Will McDonald, you're throwing in a Will uh, Michael Clemens, you're throwing in a JFM. You know, it, it's just going to be a constant, constant. And you started to see that in that first game. Um, and, and I will say this. Uh, the Jets look good the first half. The second half, not so much in yeah, that first game. Very so. much agreed. Yeah, on the Zach Wilson play that you mentioned, uh, I agree that that actually showed some progression because, yeah, like you said, he made his first two reads really quickly. He started up the field. He looked up the field for a third read and right. for, for the check down. And that's probably why he slipped, actually, which is, you know, progress. It's better than getting smashed in the pocket or – bailing out of the pocket way too soon, which is another thing that I noticed in the first game, and we'll get to that about the second game, is that he's not bailing out of the pocket as right. quickly as he used to in the, on those panic plays or sticking in the pocket for way too long. Uh, less happy feet, which has been a theme for a lot of Jets quarterbacks. Did you, yeah. did you guys see that, 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 that game, or is it just from like the highlights that you saw on the show? I saw the game. I saw, the game. I, I saw, I saw it the, afterwards. I was on the boat. The game. I was I was on a cruise and they didn't have. You were on a boat. Yeah, I was on a boat. boat. They had a sports bar and didn't play the jet game. How crazy is that? It's not that crazy. Well, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing. If 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 A Rod's not playing, there's not really much to watch. Well, it's funny because um, now the defensive line. I'm gonna I'm gonna speaking about that. I'm gonna throw you a little a little um, a thing here. Because that game was one of the highest-rated preseason games uh, since 2018, and they averaged 6.3 million viewers. That's more than the 2023 NBA playoffs, the 2023 Stanley Cup final, the 2022 MLS Cup. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing, but a lot of people were watching that fucking game, you know? It's amazing. It's amazing what, what what a little a little bit of star power will do to the Jets. Unbelievable. It's amazing what a little bit of star power will do to any team. 
I mean, yeah. that's just what, what what it is. I mean, it's New York also. If, if Aaron Rodgers went to the Giants, y'all would re- be receiving the same treatment. I almost like, like a little a little more be receiving the same treatment. Well, uh, uh, like let me let me let me finish up on my thoughts on the game real free. quick, and then we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers again if y'all want to. But like <laughs> in terms of the defensive line, I want to get to that because like that was something that was hugely important to me, and something that I I saw like real hope in this game because I think I talked about it um, with you in the last podcast, Walter, like defense is the thing that fluctuates the most between, between seasons more so than offense. I think that that's a pretty fair statement to make. So if you have a great defense, you might not have a great defense the following season. So far the Jets defense still looks really freaking great. And again, that defensive line, like you said, everybody that's stepping up, it's, it's next man up. Everybody looks incredible on that defensive line. Um, in terms of other players that I noted in in, in week one, Bonacondo yeah, was solid. Bonacondo uh, was solid. Um, there's Told no you about him. Yeah, there weren't any great performances. He, even he didn't have a great performance in week one, but he had a couple of plays that really made you, yeah. you know, kind of you know, raise coming. your head up and take notice. Um, on the flip side of that, and I think that this might be a theme. We'll talk about the second game. The offensive line looks good in terms of pass protection. Uh, I'm not super happy with the amount of push we're getting in the run game. I don't think we're getting up the field enough, and I think that our running backs are having to make up for that a lot. So we'll see if that's a theme. I think it might be in the second game, spoiler alert. But, yeah, that's kind of what I saw in in week one um, for the Jets as a general. offensive line wasn't great in that first game, you know. um, Especially in the second half, like you said. Everybody kind of broke broke down, but – the offensive line really did. So let's talk Giants because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure the man in the middle over here is dying to stop talking about the Jets at this point, right? Let's yeah, talk well, Giants. I, I, I never, I, ne- I never, I never, uh, I never balk at the uh, chance to bash the Jets and stuff. So see, not I told I'm, you. not that I'm really bashing. That was just yeah, kind of like it, it just it did like that word just came out. I wasn't really bashing the Jets. It's okay? a little passive aggressive. Not Just even maybe a little passive aggressive. Yes, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, All right, but let's talk about these Giants because the Giants had their first <laughs> preseason game this Friday, right? Right. So, uh, and you guys didn't get a chance to watch the game, no? I, I did not. So but I, saw I of course, you guys didn't. So lots anyway, of highlights. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the blue versus green show. So I did my best to watch it. Now, mind you, I tried to watch it on Friday night. Probably a bad idea because I'm just coming off of two days of driving. So I was in and out of it, but I did go back and watch the YouTube highlights, that little 10 to 15 thing. Yeah, yeah. And I did go that. back and I, I watched okay. a little bit more of the game. So I, I'm not going to say I didn't watch all of the game, but I watched a good part of it. So, anyway, it's so again, so anyways, uh, I think that the uh, big takeaway from anything in preseason, okay, just like I've been saying all episode long, is it's still too early to really make a judgment on anything. Right. Um, the, uh, I do, like, obviously, you know, we have some issues that were exposed in this first game. I thought it was a great game, too. I thought that the game went better than I would have expected. Usually the first preseason game, it's uh, it's never really a great game because they, they haven't gotten their rhythm yet. They haven't kind of, like, you know, like, they gotten a feel for it. So I feel like usually that first game is always very, like, disjointed no matter what, you know, 
first mm -hmm. preseason game you see. You might see some like great action. You might see some really bad, you know, uh, misses and stuff like that. Um, but I thought the Giants that, that that first game against Detroit, even though we lost, uh, I thought that it, it, it was really, really great. Um, uh, just from like a lot of stuff that I saw from, uh, you know, play calling coaches perspective, um, some breakouts uh, that we're going to talk about in a moment. Uh, but the biggest uh, story out of the game is obviously how our O-line still needs work after so many years yeah. of me and all the other Giants mm. fans in the entire mm. NFL world calling for some sort of help on the O-line. I feel for you so much, my goodness, yeah, um, watching that. Yeah, yeah. I just hope that like that this is this was just, uh, you know, Dable and, 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 and staff you know, trying to figure out who is doing what um, under pressure, right? The difference, the whole point of preseason is to like sure. figure out how these guys are going to do under pressure from another team being on like TV and all that stuff. And and uh, we just, our O-line looked horrendous. It was terrible. I mean, I think that like, I think that that only speaks more to Tommy DeVito and some of our, uh, you know, yeah, mainly Tommy DeVito on being able to to complete 15 of 24 with that horrible protection that he had. Right. You know, he was very quick out of the pocket. He was, he made very quick decisions and stuff. Um, I thought the play calling was good. It was safe, which is the most important thing, making sure that nobody really comes out injured out of any preseason games. Um, but, uh, you know, I think under, under a lesser man, you know, it would have been, we would have seen a lot more sacks and a lot more, a lot more pressures. So, yeah, I, I, I look at the Giants' first game, and it, it's eerily so similar to the Jets' first game where um, both teams started out strong. Um, I believe the Giants were, what, 16? They were ahead 16-0 yeah, at the very yeah. beginning of the game. Yeah. So yeah. that bodes well for, for you know, a number of reasons because, you know what, that while you're not playing the ones, you are playing some of the ones on that defense for the, the Lions, and they were able to move the ball. Um so that's good. But, yeah, the offensive line, and, and I understand that you're still not playing your, your starters and stuff, but, you know, you're playing your twos and threes, and as particularly in the first, you know, two, three preseason games. That speaks more not to how well your team is going to do during the season, but that speaks more to your depth. Right, and, exactly. I, and I Obviously, and I think big problem for us. Yeah, I think that's the problem. You know, injuries are part of you know an NFL season, as you can see what happened to us last year with our offensive line. How everything just fell apart once those guys started falling apart. Um, I I think that's a real problem for the Jets, and I'm kind of disappointed. I mean, for the Giants, and I'm kind of disappointed that you know they haven't made more of an effort to kind of shore up that 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 position those positions especially since you gave your quarterback the bag you know you're going to have him here for a number of years you want to keep him upright and you want to keep him healthy and 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 playing right you Absolutely. know so that's that's a little worrisome um a couple of takeaways that i had from that game jason pinnock is gonna is really really going for the starting job at safety over there for you guys he had an impressive camp so far and that kind of translated into that first uh, preseason game. He had an interception, I believe, in the first right, drive or something right, like that. Right, right, right. So I do expect to see Pinup starting. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I also, I mean, I also expect to see uh, 
um, Tommy DeVito taking that number two job over Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor didn't look great. I mean, but again, he was he was kind of running for most of the game. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't look great last season yeah. either, though. Yeah, you know, every time we saw him, he just he I just limited. don't think that he was is, is the best pickup. I think that he's, you know, maybe a good voice on the squad, but maybe not the best player. Yeah, you know, to um, be the backup. A couple of your your rookie cornerbacks uh, did expected, you know, the way that you you kind of expect them. They were up and down. Um, the one disappointment for me, and I know it's the first preseason game, so I'm not I'm not putting a lot of stock in this, but. Um, I thought I w- I wanted I wanted to see a little bit more of Jalen Hyatt. You know, one catch for negative four yards is not the best way to to debut on the on your NFL preseason stage. Um, and hey, you can chalk it up for nerves. You can chalk it up for this is his first thing. I'm not putting a lot of stock in it, but I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more out of him. Um, yeah. in this game, and I didn't. So that's kind of like a, a negative takeaway for me for that game. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt has been apparently pre- impressing in preseason, so to have right. negative four yards uh, in your first preseason game is not a solid debut. But again, it's just the preseason. It's the first game of the preseason, so things are still getting worked out. That's why I'm I'm, I'm trying to stay mostly generalized with uh, some of these takeaways so far. With the Giants, you know, again, we'll talk about the offensive line. We'll talk, we'll talk about the offensive line real quick. Excuse me. Um, it, it was really, really rough. I mean, all your quarterbacks were running for the entire game. Um, so that's that was a huge concern. I think that that's going to be a huge concern possibly going forward. We'll see how the first squad does. I, but, I, uh, well, let, the, the, the thing of it is, like, it just really like everybody looked completely out of place and completely overwhelmed in that game. We'll get we'll we can you know I wouldn't have once we see more of what we say everybody on the offensive yeah. line they were having a rough time of it, man. I mean five sacks with on on your boy Devito and every time I saw that boy try to scramble he was running for his life and there was the same right but it, 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 he didn't let it frazzle him it didn't break him down. Well, I'm not talking about him yet. I'll right. get to him. I'll get to him. Um, the thing about him, I'll, I'll get to him right now, actually. The thing about him is that with this offensive line, there's no way he's going to excel. He's not, he has no quickness at all. He's like a stone out there. He, he can't run. That's why you have Daniel Jones. That's why Tyrod Taylor in some situations might actually be more useful. Um, the thing that stood out to me, though, on the other side of the ball was how lost the defensive line was. Y'all were not pushing into the backfield at all. They had time all day to throw. I mean, it was to me it was concerning because when you, as, as a Jets fan, I'm not trying to like make that specific comparison, but like when you watch them in the backfield all day, and I, I didn't see the Giants really sniff the backfield very much at all during that game. To me, that's a huge concern. What's what's positive is that it looks like your cornerbacks, like Walt said. There were some ups and downs, but I've seen a lot of progression there. I feel like they, they were running for their lives because of the weakness on the defensive line. Again, preseason. But that, to me, was something that was concerning. The linebackers were doing a solid job. I don't think there was anything stand out there. Um, and just to go back to the, to the offense quickly, I think the thing of it is is that you have so many developing weapons that are actually becoming pretty solid. Your wide receivers did pretty well, I think. Your running backs had some some 
some good runs in this game. Um, and, you know, you got Barkley and others waiting in the wings. But it's a concern if the offensive line cannot shore it up for that solid those solid weapons that you right, have. but again, like I said, that's why like I'm not too, I'm not super, super concerned because again, it's just you know this. It, it is this the offensive line that we're going into season with? I highly doubt it. You know, right. is this the defense that we're going into the season? I highly doubt it. You know, these are the guys that get like the most minor little injuries, but these are the injuries that we don't want to start the season with, which is why we're, you know, I, I don't see it. I don't see this as a a you know like hey let's show off what we got kind of thing so because they're not trying to show off everything that they've got i'm not going to make a judgment on it either you know we're looking at their plays out of the book either i get that but with me i guess the last point i'll make is that when you're talking about preseason you're not looking for a lot of flash but you want to look you want to see something in the first quarter from those second stringers and you want to see something late in the game from those third stringers that are trying to play for something and on the defensive line, for me, I didn't see that from any of those players at any point in the game. On the offensive line, it was a little bit better. But actually, I was more concerned about the defensive line. Yeah. That's just what I got from, from game well, one. And one, one last thing on the Giant game. Um, that special team's play was really, really bad on that 94-yard, uh, what was it, a punt return or a kickoff return? I can't remember which one. I don't there, remember either. There, there was there was some very very poor assignments on that on that return um, that enabled that ninety four yard touchdown. You guys have anything positive to say about like uh, the, the Lions? The Lions no, no, are no, a no, tough no. defense. Yeah, so they are a tough defense. The Lions so. are a tough deep, tough deep defense. So you hung in there against what what's going to be a solid. Deep. Their offense is not good. <laughs> listen, 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 is not good. No, but, but listen, listen. I I did predicate. No, they're going to be. Discussion. I think they're going to be a solid defense. That's why I'm. I'm saying. I think they're going right. to be top ten, maybe even higher than that. But but I sorry. I did predicate this discussion by saying this is only the first pre- preseason game, and there's not a lot of stock to be taken from this. You know? Right. Exactly. So that, that, this is yeah. So long, you know these mean? are just kind of like I'm not an, concerned. Right. These are kind of just impressions we had from you know the players that were on the field at the at the point. And like you said, these aren't the starting 53 that we're going to see going into the season, clearly, you know. Um, but there are there are things that you look at a preseason game and say, hey, you know, depth is an issue. And, and I yeah, think absolutely. for the Giants, for the Giants right now, I think depth is an issue that doesn't take away from the starting 11 on both sides. But again, you know, you go through absolutely, the season, people get hurt. So, so that's the only why. That's Which is why I think Shane was doing the right thing of trying to hold some money back from Saquon Barkley because he knows the pitfalls that we have, some of the holes that we that he needs to plug, and 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 I see the strategy behind it, and I think that he'll I have I have I have complete faith in Joe Shane. Okay. All right. So let's let's move on to Saturday because Saturday you had the second preseason game for the Jets. The Jets were playing the Carolina Panthers. They had joint practices on the Giants had joint practices with Detroit as well. Um, so let's let's put that out there. But um, throughout the throughout this the, this past week, the Jets were joint practicing with Carolina. Next week, they'll do the same thing with Tampa Bay leading up into their game on the 19th, I believe. And so um, we got to see Bryce Young, the number one pick in the draft for the first time. Uh, didn't go very well for him because he was he was pressured um, 
two out of his first three snap snaps. Uh, he got sacked on his last last play. Um, and and again, we go back to this whole notion that this Jets defensive line is going to be a real factor and something that teams are going to have to have to really game plan because no Quinn and Williams, uh, no Michael Clemens. Uh, I don't even believe John Franklin Myers played. You know, you had a lot of the twos and the threes playing and the the rush was relentless. And I have to put something out there because, you know, they were playing up against the Carolinas starting offensive line and you had the backups totally just going nuts in the backfield with uh with this team so well i mean that's one thing that you guys had since last season last season you guys had an insane amount of depth the reason that like we were able to see like i think we have more this year to be honest yeah i mean i think you guys might have too much i mean don't you guys like have like seven wide receivers like all like doing like uh like 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 killing it it's it's funny because this this is something that I don't think I've ever said before. But you know when when you know um, cut day comes, the Jets are actually going to be cutting a lot of really good players, mm-hmm. and that's something that we haven't been able to say for a long time. What do we have? Like four running backs, like four tight ends, like eight wide seven or eight wide receivers. We have six tight ends right now, which interestingly, <laughs> all six caught a pass <laughs> yesterday. So, um, yeah, but <laughs> Again, we, we have a lot of tight happens. ends. This is kind of what happens when, like, the only problem that you guys have ever really had were, well, two problems was coaching and QB. Everything else, you guys have been just stacking up and, like, developing and stuff. So right. uh, I think that this is all just kind of like, all right, well, now you have – now you got the QB. Still remains to be seen if you have the coaching, but – you guys have like all the pieces, you know, ready and in play in order to to excel. So I mean, um, it's, it's going to be a really interesting season. You're saying we're being negative about the Giants, though. Like to be perfectly honest, the only thing that's that's a big weakness on the Giants is what's always been a big weakness on the Giants. Like you said, the offensive line. I mean, at least from what we've seen so far, there's nothing to me that's proven anything otherwise over the last several years. But I mean. That's that's kind of like the big difference that we're seeing in terms of depth right now with the Giants and the Jets. You know, like we have all of those those key positions um, that don't get all the pomp and circumstance, like the, the defensive line, the offensive line, linebackers, cornerbacks. You know, that's all shored up, or or at least should be for the most part in terms of depth. And the Giants are kind of taking the ox- opposite tack, right? But um, I mean, for this game. It, it again, it looked really, really solid. We beat the Panthers. The Panthers are not a very good team. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not a horrible team. They were seven and 10 last year, but they're not a great team either by any yeah. sense of imagination. I mean, they're a decent um, defense. Their offense is pretty, is pretty bad, but to shut them out was, was nice to see. Like, to largest, see all of our largest shutout by a Jet team in preseason in their history. So, yeah. I mean that's that's something that's nice to see. Uh, it's 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 just to watch all of our squads, second, third, fourth, fifth stringers, like basically dominate again their first team, second team, all of their different players was nice. Watching Ivanaconda really, you know, uh, step up on the progress he he made last week was solid. Um, I guess the you know 
the the other thing that was notable obviously was to watch Zach Wilson's decision making. Um, he was doing really well with that. I think for the early part of the game, he got flustered somewhere in the middle, and then he notably was able to get his nerves under control for the end of the second half and end on a high note um, with a two minute drill and a touchdown. Yeah. He, um, he ended up with some decent stats. Um, yeah. I mean, wow. 70% completion percentage is not something that I would ever th- think that I would see on a Zach Wilson stat line. Well, so, well it, it is also interesting to note that none of his passes went more than 10 yards. So clearly they, they were they were looking at a, a reduced game plan for him. I'm um, happy with that. They, they weren't. And he, right, exactly. Because you know what? Last year, uh, what was some of his problems? The, the screen passes. I The one that to Braxton Berrios kind of kind of like – just sits in my my head rent free right because um he he's literally like five feet away from him and he overshoots him by like 10 yards you know what i'm saying so there is the the positive of that the the other thing with zach wilson that i saw that was positive he's going through his progressions which is a good thing but probably more important he's having confidence in the thing that he he in in the decisions that he's making because I believe like around 15 or 16 of his passes, um, he got the ball out in 2.5 seconds, which means he's making those quick decisions and stuff yeah. like that. He was um, the worst at that last season. Right, exactly. And he and there was one point in that middle that middle section of him, like at the beginning of the second quarter, where he threw a pass, I think it was to Conklin, where you saw that at first he was gonna throw it, he pulled it back, and then he threw it again. But he threw it off to the side, and that is old Zach, you know, kind of like populating his his headspace again. Thankfully, he got out of that at the end of the quarter, and that two minute drive at the end was perfect for him. I think that was that was really, really a really, really good show of his progress. You know, leading that two minute drive into that touchdown at the end of the half. I think I think that this is a proof in the pudding and like the influence of Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like I kind of recall back to like the the the, the little segment in uh, Hard Knocks where you see Aaron, you know, coaching and working with Zach. And in that specific segment, it's like, hey, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. If not, like I'm I'm, I'm moving in and out. Like he's he's showing him what his decision making process is within that two seconds. And we're seeing that come out and play in the game. So I think that that's, you know, the, the clearest indication of like how the influences are uh, going to be. Now it's just a matter of it, you know, sticking, you know, um, I think that sometimes, you know, it can, it can, it can be like, we might see flashes of it and then we might see like kind of the Ozak come in or is he actually going to evolve and change? And that's something that we're obviously going to only see uh, if and when we ever see Zach get another start. Right. Zach, Zach is interesting in, in that he makes the hard things look easy and he makes the easy things look yeah. hard. Yeah, I know. Know? It, it's, I know. it's, it's, it's maddening in that aspect because when he does the hard things, you know, that, that gives you those flashes of what Zach could be, but then he comes around and he does a Braxton Berrios in the flat, you know, and it's yeah. just like, ah, oh, why can't you just get this together? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he didn't um, do it as much over the last couple of weeks, which was really positive to see. But I think we'll see Zach Wilson start. We'll see Zach Wilson start in week 17 when the Jets are are firmly situated in first place and have 16 and no reason to play like their starters. So, yeah, like I, I think um, 
we'll see Zach Wilson at some point start in the season. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, here's my takeaways from this game. Um, I, I thought the offensive line was vastly improved from the first game. Um, uh, Becton played way, way more snaps than he did the first game. And then in the first game, he only played seven, and then he kind of took himself out because he didn't like playing on the turf. Um, ironically enough, he was back in Carolina where he first got the injury, right? But he played about 25, 25 27 snaps in this game. And um, he looked pretty good. I mean, he did give up a sack, but I, I won't blame that completely on him because um, his his teammate, and I can't remember who he was. It may have been a – I don't know who, who he was. But the line was shifting to the left, and Becton was trying to help out. And by the time that he did, you know, it went past him. So mm-hmm. it looks like it was a Becton sack, but not really. Um, I, again, impressed with the running back room um this this kind of lessens the need for dalvin cook i i continue to say it and i'll say it again is he abandoned is one of my favorite draft picks this past year and um you saw flashes of what he could be you know um he's in this speed. game especially yeah he's got speed his his problem is is kind of like making the reads at the beginning of the at, at the beginning of the the run you know yeah, trying to weave through level. the line once he gets to that second level he's gone so Izzy, Izzy is one of my guys that I want to keep an eye on. Um, in terms of the defensive line, we already know we already know all about that. And, you know, it's just going to be all that more impressive when Sauce, DJ, Michael Carter II actually play on the field with them. I would love to see what that looks like. We'll see it pretty soon. Um, special teams, again, pretty decent. There's not much to say about that. Uh, and ultimately the battle between, you know, the six wide receiver spot between Taylor and Jason Brownlee and the battle for the tight end position with Jenkins and Kuntz, those are going to be the ones bearing watching the next couple of weeks because, um, you know, you wonder if they're going to hold a six receiver. If they do, um, most likely they're going to, get rid of the third quarterback. They'll only hold Rodgers and Zach. Um, and I, I'm curious to see. Taylor right now, for me, has has the heads up on Brownlee, even though Brownlee had a more eventful training camp. But Taylor's actually doing it in-game, and that says something there. So that's that's where I'm at with the Jets right now. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm going to say this real quick. I kind of feel bad at, at – uh, bashing at, at least at the perception that we're bashing the giants so i want to go we're back not. to them for a minute we're talking a lot about the jets too and this is the blue versus green show so i want to go back to the giants real quick as two versus the two versus one show it is the two <laughs> versus one show i'm trying to i'm trying to give you the olive branch and reach across the aisle man come on give me it, it's football season right now there ain't no olive branch going on wait till the wait till the season ends and then we're we'll talking about olive branches Hawk DeVito, man. I want to talk about your boy. But real quick, I want to talk about Tyrod Taylor, too, because I, even though he was running for his life, I actually thought he made some some quick reads. Uh, we're talking about making you know those one-two progression reads. I thought he made some quick reads uh, when he needed to. So I, you know, he might not be your guy, but I think as a backup, actually, he showed some progress. DeVito, like I said, he was running for his life, but 
when it came to his decision making, he looked very much like a pro out there. He didn't look like a, a young guy that was out of his element. You know, he's not quick, but if if y'all can clean up the pocket for him very nicely, I think that he can be a really, really an incredibly solid backup for the Giants over the next few years. And uh, I don't know his age. Is he? He's a younger guy, right? He's 25 years old. I mean, Daniel Jones is a young guy, so he's not taking over for him anytime soon. So he'd probably be a solid backup for you for a few years if he if he uh, you know continues to play this well and end up going somewhere else. But you know, in, in terms of yeah, like some of the throws he was making into coverage, into double coverage in some cases. And some of the the quick reads he was making, I mean, he got sacked five times again. That that was a bit rough. So he's going to have to maybe be a little bit quicker if the offensive line doesn't speed speed things up a little bit. But he was notable to me. And like I said, the wide receivers were making some great catches out there for him uh, in this in this game. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. No, I, go I, ahead. I just wanted to like you know I was. I, you know, as far as Tommy DeVito go, I just want to know who exactly he he is. You know, uh, he, uh, you know, he he seems like a local guy. He, you know, is from Jersey. What played at Syracuse um, uh, uh, and Illinois, but you know, notable that he played in New York, played at Syracuse and stuff. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool that he's over here. And he's a local kid. Um, and who I forget what the name of the uh, the, the who did he uh, get the touchdown pass to, which he went to high school with, which was a kind of cool little story there. Um, oh, geez, Tommy Sweeney. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Sweeney. Sweeney. Yeah, that's that's why I, I get I get like a little bit flustered and mixed up when two people have the same. Tommy to Tommy. Like, Tommy to Tommy. Right. <laughs> so, um, you Sweeney know, kind of like uh, uh, the, the, the yeah. two Joes in New York, also. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's 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 a really cool thing to see. I would like to see this kind of almost like uh, you know how like you got like Anthony Volpe in the Yankees and stuff. And him being kind of like this, like New York hometown kind of kid that everybody hopes stays with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope that Tom DeVito stays with the Giants. You know, um, you know, I like the, uh, the the camaraderie that he seems to already be getting from like the uh, coach, the the quarterbacks, quarterback room and stuff. Um, some of the um, the stories that have been coming out about how how they've influenced him and given him like uh, some advice on the. Uh, on the game and things that he didn't mm-hmm. think about. He spoke about like Tyrod telling him like, Hey, like, you know, don't get flustered if the mic goes out and stuff like that. And he didn't even think about the fact that he has never worn a mic in a helmet, you know, or headset in a helmet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, little things like that, things where, you know, experience is, 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 you know, lacking for him. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool story to see how it progresses. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a tough time because he, he had to absorb five sacks with the third and fourth offensive line unit. Um, yeah. so, you know, that that's difficult in of itself. And still he made smart decisions. You know, you mentioned the fact that he spoke to Daniel Jones and Tyra Taylor, you know, a, a lot of it was nerves for his first preseason game. Man, if he was nervous, he really didn't show it because he was making some very smart decisions out that's there the with thing. the ball. He did yeah. not look he did not look like a rookie quarterback right so you know that here and there but yeah that kind of that kind of lends to his leadership and the makeup that he has as a quarterback there so i i I do think that you have kind of a diamond in rough there i i i would imagine brian dayball is is in love with his character 
which is a which is a big thing as a quarterback, right? You have to have really good character to lead men down the field. Right. You know? yeah. And um he he showed it in spades yesterday, especially under very, very rough conditions. Yeah, I, I think I you know, I liked what I saw. Um, you know, I'm excited to see more. Somebody yeah. you can hopefully turn to uh to give Daniel Jones a breather when you're up to a well, big we lead, it, you know, uh, maybe we we'll see. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we're closing up on the show over here. We got a couple more things, you know, to talk about, namely the uh, the, the preseason schedule. So I know that I know that uh, we play the Panthers, so we'll get a chance to to, <laughs> to to take a look at the Panthers and hopefully beat up on them on Friday. And then I think you guys have the Bucks on Saturday. Yep. I think we'll beat them up too. I think yeah, we're gonna have I'm, a good a good week. And then yeah, the following week. Just the following week, yeah. that's Just it. That's, that's that's versus day. That's Giants versus Jets day. Okay, part one. Because part we, one. we, we part do one. get you guys in the season this year. Yeah, so I know. I can't wait playing. for that. But we're 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 still on, right, Walt? Yes, sir. We've our tickets are ready to we're roll. Have a sideline show, uh, Giants versus Jets uh, preseason. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't that's wait for that. Thir- Thirteen days from now, or something. Like that. Is it? Wow, that that's time flies, man. Thirteen so, days. You have no idea. This year has been flying like crazy. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So flying we're definitely like we're definitely gonna do that. We're gonna enjoy that. That's gonna be a fun little little game. I don't know if it's gonna be that much fun for you. Why? We'll see. Your quarterbacks are gonna be running for their lives. Yeah, and our quarterbacks are going to be sipping mimosas in the pocket if you're exactly. defensive line. Running and tripping all over the place, so we'll see. No. Anyway. Ghosts, maybe. Anyway, you got so, him see, if you got Zach Wilson seeing ghosts, then we'll, we'll have a different conversation. Exactly. We'll see what happens. So, again, <laughs> still remains to be seen. Uh, that's going to be the show. Um, don't forget to like, rate, share, subscribe. You've gotten to the end over here, so thank you so much for uh, tuning in, uh, checking us out. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll be back here and back in it next week talking more football. So, oh yeah, let's go, <laughs> let's go. It's football, baby. You you don't understand how much how long it took for me to kind of get off of the football thing, and now we're back in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, it's like, this, this is like this the, is, the most exciting next four or the, five months. It's the best you know, time bro. of the year, man. No part time at this point. It's football, baby. Let's go. All right. All right, until next week, people. Peace out. Peace.